Hey there, hi there, ho there, welcome back once again for another exciting episode of Disney Compendium Volume 46. I am your host, as always, JJ, and over there, my good buddy, my good friend, Nick. Nick, you ready to talk about some Garfield? Yeah, let's talk about Garfield. <laughs> I would uh, rather talk about Garfield than... <laughs> Chicken little. Uh, so Nermal is the gray cat. Uh-huh. And uh, Garfield is trying to mail them to Abu Dhabi. Right. <laughs> um. No, 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 no. Instead, we have to talk about the movie that opened up. Let's see. Not that one. That one. Uh, November 4th, 2005. Chicken Little. Which is uh, the kids' meal at Chick fil A. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah, there you go. My pleasure. So we just talk about Chick fil A? Yeah. <laughs> is that the... I've eaten a Chick fil A collective of twice. <laughs> it's close to my house. I've eaten there a few times. It's cl- it was close to my house, but I moved, so now it's like slightly further away from my house now. Yeah. But... That is, some, that is some good intolerant chicken, though. <laughs> so, chicken, so, Chicken Little. Chicken Little. Uh, where do we start with Chicken Little? From How the... do you start with Chicken Little? <laughs> uh, they animated it out of their Burbank offices, so that's their main headquarters. So this was a main line, all-hands-on-deck all Disney film from 2005. Right. Uh, with a... Uh, bonkers cast. <laughs> there yeah, some, there are some weird people in this movie that you did not like. That have the smallest parts that should be larger parts, or the other way around. Uh, Featuring Gary Marshall, <laughs> Don Knotts. Yes. <laughs> the uh, lead of this movie is Zach Braff. Uh, which which I absolutely forgot until I watched this for the first time like a month ago when we were supposed to be doing this episode. Yeah. But all of us had the collective. I can't do another episode of this right now. I don't have the creative juices yeah. to do this. Like there's uh, too much going on in the world right now. Yeah. For me to give a damn about Chicken, chicken Little. Little. Yeah. Th- th- uh, it's still hard to give a damn about it, Chicken Little. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I watched it. Uh, for the first time uh, in a very, very, very long time when we were originally going to do this episode. And then I watched it again this morning and my opinion hasn't changed. <laughs> so that's good. That it's uh, a movie. Yeah, it certainly exists. <laughs> um, Disney definitely made it. Uh, uh-huh. It does have... it. <laughs> this movie did come out in D- Disney Digital 3D as well, so... Oh, good. You could have seen this in the third dimension. Oh, oh good. It, was that the point where it's like when 3D became a thing again? It was like, we don't really care what it is. I don't. Mm, it's uh, it's hard to say uh, because I don't remember what came. Oh, wait, I, I do know what came out in 2005. Let's see if any of those movies would have had a 3D version. No. <laughs> so. Uh, It was just, I think we were about to. I think we were very close to. Because I think 2005, 
So I think we might have been on an anniversary release of Toy Story. Was this when the Toy Story 3D stuff came out? Because that would have been 10 years, right? 10th ten, 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 anniversary of yeah. Toy Story 3D. And it was the double feature. Um, yeah, maybe I'm wrong because I I think that like the hey we're just gonna make stuff in 3D because it's because we want to make it 3D. That started around like the release of the first Avengers film. Yeah, all of the Marvel stuff at around that time was starting to be. Uh, but like even like the yeah. Illumination movies yeah. were like 3D. Yeah. So when did the 3D re-release? The 3D re-release was 2009, which sounds way more of Toy Story, which yeah. sounds way more in line. So so this was an early. Not only was it an early like 3D release, because at the time I can't imagine very many theaters uh, being like equipped to like, like you know, we're not we're you're you're the one 3D movie. We're not going to do this. And also um, for this movie, yeah. Also, uh, this was Disney's first fully computer animated 3D film. Uh, we talked about Dinosaur, but that wasn't fully 3D animated. Because uh, it had the because uh, the backgrounds weren't created in the computer. They there were, were some live action. There were there were live action photos, um, and, and and footage. So it's it was it was yeah. So it was live action with CG. This is f- full CG. Uh, so you know that's something. This was the beginning of the end for hand drawn animation because everything- yeah. Everything going forward until Princess and the Frog is going to be CG, and then everything after Winnie the Pooh is going to be CG. So this uh, this movie is a death knell for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Uh, also, not Disney's first adaptation of Chicken Little. We'll get to that after we talk about this one because I think these uh, other Chicken Little is a much more interesting Chicken Little to talk about because you haven't seen it. No, I'm not. Uh, so when I explain what the Chicken Little is. Um, from uh, who nineteen forty three. So you know what year that is. You know what's going on. So you're you, what you're trying to say is it's a propaganda film. Perhaps we'll get to, we'll find out. Yeah. Um. So Chicken Little. Uh, it's Chicken Little in America, like the story, the book, but it it's not. It's not Chicken Little everywhere else. It's like uh, um, Henny Penny. Mm. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's a little old yeah. nursery. Chick, yeah, but, it's Chicken but. Little or Chicken Lickin' in yeah. the United States. And it's like Henny Penny kind of everywhere else. Chicken uh, and a Biscuit. <laughs> chicken and a Biscuit. Every, da- yeah. every dad's favorite cracker. Every dad's for a You only buy it for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, you. And yeah, so everyone knows. The, the thing that we're going to talk about with this one is I think this movie missed the point of Chicken Little by a long shot. Uh, yeah. Like the moral of the story gets sort of thrown out the window at a point here. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, because the original was like a boy who cried wolf. Yeah, situation. it was a boy who cried wolf. It was, the sky literally, like, it was a acorn, which they do in this whole thing, fell on him. and uh, But uh, it, it, it's it's the fox that is, that's like, he's using Chicken Little 
to you know eat everybody basically like right. the the mass hysteria is everyone's doom uh everyone like pretty much dies in like legit chicken little uh <laughs> in, but, in in canon chicken little yeah everybody dies Mass and mass area, chickens and foxes. Yeah, the moral of the story is to don't be a chicken. <laughs> yeah, or don't be a narc, bro. Yeah. Um, but this one, uh, every, they, they, they go all in on the uh, naming conventions from Chicken Little. So it's the town of Oaky Oaks. Um, Get it? Because he's a chicken. <laughs> So it's Oaky Oaks, uh, and you, 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 you out Broken the yolk. yeah, out the gate, uh, you get Chicken Little doing his. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling, causing mass hysteria, panic, and everything. Um, and when they go down there uh, to where he said he saw the sky was falling, it was the shape of a stop sign, but blue with a cloud on it. <laughs> uh, he goes down there and there's nothing there and of course everyone's like this dumbass <laughs> How did, you can't just you, look what you've caused uh, his dad is super embarrassed and uh, and super Gary Marshall super Gary Marshall yes uh, and he becomes the laughing stock of the town to the point where you fast forward one year later and they're making a movie about it. Yes. <laughs> it's just... Like, we can't embarrass this child enough. Yeah, he's a child and they're just all so cruel that they're like, we're going to make a movie about it. We're going to joke about it nonstop. The dad jokes that he sees a bumper sticker about it. And that's like what really solidifies it. Cause that's like permanent, you know, it's, yeah. it's there. You're not taking the bumper sticker off, which is true. You st- I still see like, you know, uh, Al Gore bumper stickers. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, Oh no. Yeah. You poor soul. Yeah. So, so yeah, now he's infamous and now you start getting introduced to the rest of the crew. Uh, because he's running late for school. His pants get taken off on his way to school, which <laughs> fall off. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's oh, <laughs> look at how look at all the bad luck he has. Yeah, uh, what what a dummy. His stupid uh, jetpack made out of soda that he does to get into the window. It's the Chekhov's gun of yeah. <laughs> the movie because they have to bring it back later. Um, he is a bird. Um, Chickens can kind of fly. He could at least try, uh, but yeah, uh, it's okay. Well, you're trying to say you're rooting for you're, you're rooting him against him in this movie. Yeah, he's he sucks out the gate. Like you do, like like why would you believe him first? of all? Yeah, I think you mean his friends. Yeah, so you or start getting introduced. Yeah. yeah, you start introducing all of his friends. You get the ugly duckling, aka Abby Mallard, uh, <laughs> uh, runt of the litter, which is the absolutely massive pig, right? Who is just uh, Carl from Jimmy Neutron? It's the weirdest. Like the voice doesn't change. Uh, <laughs> speaking of. Vo- 
speaking of voices that don't change, we'll talk about the uh, sports announcer later. Um, and you get fish out of water, which is a fish wearing a scuba diving helmet filled with water. Which, so, so his head, but like his body would still like dry out and be like desiccated and bad, right? Like fish need to have their entire body moist. No, no, no you're good. You're good. You're good. That's how it is. Yeah. No, well, okay, so the fish, the fish kid reminded me of, like, and I've read these books, they're called Sweet Pickles. No. Sweet Pickles were these late 70s, early 80s books about animals living in a town, and the fish was a motorcyclist who wore a a tank on her head in a wetsuit. Yeah, all right. I'm going to send you a picture of fish. <laughs> So that's that, so, yeah. It, it, there's this sub subplot of uh, Abby trying to like get him to talk to his dad in like a very serious tone. You have to talk to him. You have to have a conversation with him. You have to because they have a terrible, terrible relationship. Yes. It's, a, it's it's a it's a real cats in the cradle relationship to go to. He does not want to spend any time with his embarrassing son. <laughs> it's a Rikishi J. Uso situation. Yeah. <laughs> he was thrown in the pool uh, right. with his uh, trash bag pants. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he just desperately wants to make his dad proud. Um, there's, there's the dodgeball scene that's boring. Yeah, it's like the PE coach is like, yeah, all, all popular kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did we, oh, yeah. The, the one thing, the Foxy Loxy in this one is a girl, which is yeah. a tomboy, which, you know, they changed it. It's funny because, you know, Foxy Loxy is the villain of Chicken Little. Right. Uh, not so much. She's, she sucks, but, like, just she's in, like, like a, a school way. She never is really running interference. She's like a dumb jock kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, she, she has no role in the sort of antagonistic department of the movie. Like, she just sucks. But so does every Everyone's against him in this movie. So right. what's the difference that she is, too? Uh, she's just a little more aggressive about it, but barely. It's so weird to have Foxy Loxy relegated to back, you know, background role in a Chicken Little movie. It's but kind of a bully, basically. Yeah. But, it, like, and not even that. You never really see her being... T- any different than any of the other kids, really. Yeah. Uh, even like, because, okay, I forgot that this was a baseball movie for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah? Yeah, it turns into a weird baseball, Simpsons-style baseball situation. Where... Well, it, of, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's... it's uh, look, Backyard baseball, looks like. Yeah, yeah. It's it's this weird, like, he wants to make his dad proud, so he decides he's going to join the baseball team. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you know, you get, you get the montage of baseball being played, and he never gets picked, ever, period, because he's small, little, and can't do anything. Why would you put him out there? What's he going to do? Uh, although the coach, when you get to the, you know, championship game with the announcer... Who is just Kent Brockman? Yeah, uh, 
Sheer didn't change his voice in the slightest. He is just doing Kent Brockman. Would uh, you say it's time for the chickens to crack each other's head open and feast on the goo inside? <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah yeah he's not even like yeah it's like okay okay you just want to what voice are you gonna do i'm just gonna do brockman how can i prove we're alive yes so yeah so the coach makes a good point at the end where it's like you have a very, very small strike zone. Just stand there and don't do anything, and we will win. <laughs> You're just going to walk the running, winning run, run home. Yeah, which that's perfectly reasonable uh, for a championship game here, if that's really how <laughs> how yeah. things are going to be. But You played uh, small ball, sir. Yeah, but here we go with uh, Chicken Little. Uh, no, no. I'm going to win the game. No, uh, he's taking some cuts. He's taking <laughs> cuts of the ball. Oh, yeah. that's uh, You just sent me the picture of uh, <laughs> fish Fair. flips. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's... Uh, but he 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 ends up hitting, hitting the ball. He ends up knocking it into the outfield. Uh, the rules of this baseball, like, are everywhere because, like, You've got like a gopher on the field, kind of running interference. They, you know, throwing that around. Um, he it's slides. Yeah, he slides into home, called out. But there's so much dirt piled up uh, that the umpire comes in, brushes the play brushes off. all of this dirt off, and his little tippy toe is touching the base. So he wins the game. Yay! He gets inside the park home run, and yeah. And so now he's the town hero. Uh, so far, so f- so far, this is all uh, just going nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Why did we have to have? You could have figured out a subplot to get him in the good graces again of people in so many different ways. But you just kind of wasted time with this baseball thing because it never show never. Never hap- Never matters again. <laughs> like you would think, oh. baseball would maybe help solve the plot in some way, shape, or form. It does not. But it's, it, the baseball thing's really early in the movie, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're not. We're only like twenty minutes into this movie, at best. That feels like the in the movie thing. Yeah, it feels like this should have been or at least like second act. Yeah. Uh, the second act is is the post baseball stuff. Uh, keep in mind, this movie is what, 110, 15 minutes? It's barely over an hour. It's, yeah, it's, it, or when I say, or like an hour and 20 minutes. 81 minutes is what this movie is. Not even an hour and a half. So, uh, time is of the essence in this movie, I guess. They, they didn't trim any fat, but they're, uh, definitely, uh, speeding right along with, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this was was good plot stuff. Yeah. So he's in his house. He's celebrating. He's like singing a uh, rendition of I Am the Champion, which, or We Are the Champions, but singing it as I Am the Champion. And it is miserable to listen to. I understand he's intentionally sort of singing off key, but it is like nails on a chalkboard. It was bad. Um,. Why are you doing this to me, Zach Braff? Why? I like you. What are you doing to this movie? 
Well, I mean, okay, would you either that or the last season of Scrubs on ABC? Mm. Yeah. I think I'd still take Scrubs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That weird Scrubs season where it's like, oh, here's the other kid. It's like, no. Yeah. So as he's celebrating, he gets hit on the head by a falling sky object again. Uh Uh-oh. And now he's freaking out. Like, I don't know why he, like, when he physically has it, like, it's there. He's freaking out. And his dad comes in. And he hides it. You have it. You could have just said, this came in my window and hit me on the head. (laughs) And you'd think that'd be okay. But, no, he panics, like, as if he thinks that he's crazy. So... (laughs) It's like, like you, you've won. You got. You got. You're in your dad's good graces now. Now's the yeah. time to pull this thing out. Yeah, but he doesn't. He hides it, and he. It's like, and and you start the running gag of the, uh, who are we talking about? Get like gag where they just you just talk until they give up, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't. They kept going back to this joke of Chicken Little not making any sense. Like, he's just sort of saying random words. Like, they did it a couple of times. And I don't... I don't know what that is. I don't know why they don't imply that he's a speech impediment or anything. But every once in a while, he just does this, like, nonsensical uh, talking. And I don't get it. <laughs> he's he's also, like, oddly neurotic. yeah. But, it, like, again, they gave him this personality of, like, this neur- neurotic, like, neuroses, and it plays nothing into the plot other than no. maybe that's why he hid the piece. Uh, I, I don't know. But, anyways, uh, this is where he discovers that the piece, uh, after his dad leaves, this is where he discovers that the piece is some sort of optic camouflage. It's disguising exactly. itself as whatever he, like... It doesn't really it doesn't really explain how they're activating the camouflage because sometimes they're holding it up in front of something and it takes a second or two and it copies the image. Other times, like when a fish out of water is doing it, he's holding it up. It copies like um, Abby and then he'll put it in front of himself and he's just like using it as like pretending, but it doesn't copy him. Right. And so he seems to know how to work that thing. <laughs> I think the fi- I think the fish out of water is also an alien. Yeah. <laughs> oh, spoiler! We're not saying it's aliens, but yeah. Let me get my hair it's, on the here. But it's uh, aliens. Oh, this, is, this is an alien movie. Uh, We're not saying surprise, it's aliens, surprise. but it's aliens. It's aliens. We're not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. It's aliens. It's aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Ancient aliens. They built the pyramids and they created humanity. Yes. Uh, in their in their likeness. And also Hitler is looking for the spear destiny yeah. coming up next on the show. <laughs> Ancient uh, secret Nazi weapons coming up next. Uh, yes. <laughs> Hitler. Uh, and now a tattoo show. Yeah. <laughs> How about cars? What? And then, and then we're just going to have a bunch of guys make some knives. It's going to be. <laughs> Look, man, I, the knife making show is fine. I like the knife making show. Yeah, I don't go follow the knife making show. Your knife can kill. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he calls his friends over, and then, now they're all freaking out too because yeah, this is some weird, weird stuff you got here, kid. You got to tell your dad about it. No, I'm not going to tell my dad about it. Okay, why? 
Because I got, I'm because, basically got over here. Yeah, because reasons. Uh, Fish then figures out that there's like a button on the hexagon that turns it into a rocket or something. Uh, uh, hover more. Yeah. Yeah. And it flies off, taking him to the uh, invisible UFO. If you didn't nope. know going in that this was a UFO movie. You could have maybe thought that this was going to be like an under the dome situation because yeah. it kind of looks like there's a hole in the sky. It, you can't really tell that there's a UFO up there right away. It really could have just been like, oh, this is like you, uh, uh, the village or something where yeah. it's like, <laughs> but no, it's just a UFO. Uh, yeah. And so they have to. Um, Go into the UFO. <laughs> that that sounds yes. It's I can't very, remember if I'm doing it in order or or not. No, I think they I think they go into the UFO after they, after they go does, rescue fish, right? What? Yeah, they go rescue fish, right? They go rescue fish. Yeah, so they have to go to UFO. Yeah, I can't remember if yeah. So they were on the UFO, and then they do the whole like on the UFO thing, and there was the kid in there the little looks like a dog ear with eyes uh that you discover that wh- why was it being held prisoner or is that just what a crib is on this ufo thing I don't know. I don't what is i would have heard of a different some fire in the sky stuff where they had like fish yeah. in a membrane Yeah, so they're on the UFO. They get oh. their friend back. They get off the UFO. Um, Chicken Little rings the church bells. Sanctuary, sanctuary. Uh, <laughs> get it? Yeah. Because that was another Disney movie. Yeah. Uh, 5,000 gallons of molten lead kill the entire town. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> How does he have so much molten lead? Just we, we 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 will never let that rest. We will never know. Like, wh- how does he have so much lead? Why? Why in a church was there so much? Just like uh, just they, 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 not this church also makes crosses. Uh, yeah. that's what they do on their side because this is. I'm assuming maybe pre-donation plates. It's, uh, it's also like it also borders the steel mill. Yeah. Yes. We work hard. We, we work hard. <laughs> Also available on Disney Plus. And finally, and it's appropriate for my brief. I've been watching the heck out of some Simpsons. Uh, It's very comforting to go back and watch classic Simpsons. Uh, It is, yeah, it is comfortful. I just watched the one where Homer has to have the uh, open heart surgery. Oh. Uh, Got some really good. There's some good gags in that one. Oh, the I love where he's like Bart has that that beer. He's just <laughs> he's just been working on that beer for ages. Yeah. The hardware store. Oh, let's just start, let's just talk. Stop talking about Chicken Little and let's talk about Simpsons. I'm uh, okay with that. In King Size Homer, yes. Uh, no, <laughs> no. We, we give him. They offer him a trash bag full of popcorn. If go away. <laughs> Uh, One Hayaya. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, we tend Iroquois thrusts. 
oh, my dad is not some food crazed maniac. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Anyways, back off the UFO. He's ringing the double bells, getting the town uh, all riled up again. They don't believe him. They don't believe him. He takes them to the UFO, and the UFO is gone. So, and even his friends join in, like, no, actually, hey, there was a UFO. And everyone's like, shut up, kids. Shut up, children. Yeah. And so now the dad is, like, even more embarrassed than ever. So, he's about to be mortified again. Uh, and that's I don't when think he likes his son, dude. No, he's a, he's a bad dad. He's a really um, bad father. The mom is dead. Uh, we learn early on, and after she died, it's like he just kind of like, eh, all right, hey. I'm giving. A, I have no son, just the bare bones minimum. Like, I'll give, I'll give you, I'll keep you, I'll keep you fed, and I'll keep a roof over your head. But that's, you a, yeah. that's about the extent of this relationship. Clearly, yeah. uh, there's no playing catch. There's no even attempting to do it. There's no playing Street Fighter in the living room. There's nothing. Yeah. None of yeah. it. Oh, I got. You want to produce like a co-op, Dad? No. No. Good. No, I'll. uh, No, I'm just gonna play Contra. It's a two-player game. No, I. I, We don't have a second controller. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But you have have the good controller for you and the guest controller. Can I use the guest controller? No. 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 I can use the U Force if we. <laughs> oh my god, now just a scene of him just like <laughs> trying to get in his dad. Like, just he was once a hand with his dad. <laughs> How do you see you, force? It's funny because this plot point of not, of, of nobody, because nobody believing him lasts 25 seconds at most. So, mm-hmm. so aliens! Just, yeah, so he's just moping around, and then the little tiny alien dude, the kid, shows up and you know everyone's like oh god this is an alien uh what what is this it's again it's like a little dog ear with uh uh four legs and like three eyes sometimes <laughs> and uh you know find out its name is kirby uh so that's he, interesting because uh, he sucks because exactly <laughs> um he steals your powers from all the villagers. Yeah. And then yeah. spit stars at them. Yeah. And if you swallow the microphone, you can spit it out and try mm-hmm. to sing, and it clears the entire uh, screen. Uh, the joke being is that Kirby has a terrible singing voice. Yes. Uh, then, they all, <laughs> then, he, then he and Chicken Little yeah. have to defeat King DDD. Yes. In a, in a boxing ring. In a boxing <laughs> ring. <laughs> No, but uh, that's not too far. I mean, like, you know, this is a, a, a world of animals. The mayor is a turkey, so yeah. DDD existing in this universe, not too far from reality. It's entirely possible. Um, anyways, next morning, aliens have invaded. <laughs> so, uh, uh, again, this is like 20 seconds after everyone's like, there's no such thing as aliens. Uh, smash cut to, uh, oh, well, there's tons of aliens, actually. Um, now everyone believes Chicken Little now. <laughs> except, <laughs> they, except they still won't listen to him because he sort of knows at this, by this point, short, shortly hereafter, you learn that it, it's them just trying to get the kid back. Right. Uh, not, they're, not invade. They're not invading. They're just trying to get their kid back and they're using a little bit, uh, 
excessive force. There are alien space cops uh, shooting first and asking questions later. But yeah, let's listen. Let's just cut to the cut to the end here. They they get the kid back. Uh, the the kid's dad is uh, uh, Fred Rillard. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, oh yeah, just recently. Our our RIP president of by and large. <laughs> uh, I love him so much. He is he is a guy that had absolutely perfect comedic timing on everything yeah. that he did. Uh, anytime he was involved in any sort of Christopher Guest thing, uh, in instantly a, a classic uh, moment. What was the? I'm trying to think of what was the, the show he was playing the. It was like it was like the recent thing where it was at a funeral. He's playing this. Yeah, it was that. I think you should leave. Yes, it was. <laughs> he's playing the the. I forget what it's called. I always want to say Calliope, but I don't think that's the right. Yeah, it's but close it's enough. The but, <laughs> yeah, where he's like got the yeah, it's all the like cartoony, uh, you know, <laughs> smashing plates. It's a great bit. Yeah, it's a great uh, bit. Just a, yeah. When, when the when the when the goofy music stops, he just turns. <laughs> Like I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. He's hilarious. I love his bit in um uh has announcer on Best in Show. Uh, yeah, it's so good. He's just like he doesn't really understand a single thing about a dog show. He's just interested and and to think in most countries these dogs would be eaten. <laughs> but yeah, Chicken Little uh. Uh, although the mayor gets killed, uh, Don Knotts gets vaporized. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just, was before he passed away too. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. He just gets absolutely vaporized. Uh, uh, but but he wasn't. They weren't really vaporized. Everyone's back because it was like teleportation. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's back to normal except for Foxy Loxy, who is now. A Southern Belle. Yeah, she... <laughs> right. Which, which, that's problematic. Like, uh, because she's back and, and like, now ladylike instead of the tomboy that she was. Yeah. But, uh, uh, oh, we can change it right back. But then you have Run to the Litter, like, no, no, no. She's perfect and keeps her the way she's not supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, it's well, very no, weird. It- Girls it's, aren't supposed to be masculine anyway. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Great message there in this movie. Yeah. And then you cut into them doing a duet of Don't Go Breaking My Heart. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was uh, Run to the Litter's running gag is that everything is music. Yes. Yes. Uh, he's constantly quoting song lyrics um, and usually sort of show tune or show tune adjacent song lyrics like uh the mom threatens after he stands up for chicken little to say yes it was aliens uh that she's going to uh take away all of his streisand records uh, so. so in this universe streisand exists yes and he, yes it is unclear uh if this is just a an animal village or uh, that happens to take place on planet, or is Barbara Streisand exists as? Well, I mean, if they're singing real songs throughout, that means either humans exist 
or the uh oh, are we done one of those situations? Or, or, or we're or we're on our timeline. Yes. Uh, of uh, you know the Robin Hood uh, Jungle Book timeline. The post-apocalypse. Uh, the post-apocalypse. We're on the one where humanity was wiped out because remember, the thing that we always joke about is that like Robin Hood exists, but uh, like it, as where there are no people, it's all animals. Yet the Crusades are still happening, so right. it's. <laughs> And it's the same situation, so it's like, and they don't use some sort of like weird like Bob or Streisand or something. Sure. It's no, it's just, just Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand. And, yeah. and and songs that were written by normal humans. Yes, uh, a song somewhat so. like Kiki D and L John. Yes, so unclear what this universe consists of. Uh, we will never know. You never get a hint of human beings again. If the like I said, it would have like oh yeah. In a world where uh, that peace fell down and it's like, oh, they're just like an independent ecosystem that is yes. hidden by science. Uh, but no, eh, it's just, who knows? It could, it could be Land of the Lost situation. Could be. Well, or like you said, it's an animal village and the entrance is blocked by a giant walrus. <laughs> and you have to play, a, you have to have Marin yes. sing, wake him up. Yeah, the tune of the windfish will wake him up. Tune him the windfish. Ballad of the windfish. There you go. You need to go get the hibiscus to that bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, quick question: Do you think Don Knotts is, is in this movie because he was in the ghost in Mister Chicken? Probably. I, I, I gotta <laughs> see. I have to see something real quick. What was Don Knotts doing in two thousand and this t- around this time? Because uh, I think the only thing I'd seen him before that was he was in Pleasantville. Uh, that was earlier than this. Yeah, Don Knotts. When did he died in 2006? Because of this movie. Because of this movie. Let's see, when did he die in 2006? February. So actually not too far after because this movie premiered in November of 2005. He dies in February of 2006. Oh, read the reviews. It was terrible. <laughs> Uh, Oh, Mr. Furley. Nah, he wasn't. No. Uh, Before that, he hadn't done a movie. His last movie was 2000. And it was Pleasantville, right? No, Quince. Eh? Yeah. uh, It was a Disney Channel original movie. Uh, And then he did Tom Sawyer in American Animated Musical Comedy from MGM. And then Pleasantville was 98. Okay. Oh, he was in Cats Don't Dance. Okay, so maybe so that would ex- so he's worked with this director before because this director directed Cats Don't Dance, and I'm just going to assume that there was like a hey, can I just get you for a bit part? Yeah. And then his final film role wasn't uh, was Air Buddies. <laughs> so that's good. I'm glad that's his last film role. That's that's the way to. Can this turn is like Don Knotts post Andy Griffith show career is just. Is he doing anything else in 2000? And, like, uh, let's see. Uh, he was on an episode of Johnny Bravo in 2004. He was on an episode of That 70s Show in 2005. Las Vegas in 2005. He was in Robot Chicken. Yes, uh, he, he And he voiced uh, a character in uh, Scooby-Doo, Night of 100 Frights, the video game for PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox. <laughs> he just played Don Mons. Uh, he played the groundskeeper. 
Oh, because I was just hoping it'd just be like the old Scooby Doo's words, like special yeah. guest star Don Knotts. <laughs> that would have been. Hey kids. Uh, that would have been so good. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, the cast, like we said, Zach Braff, Chicken Little. Uh, when did Scrubs start? Two thousand and one. So this is, and it ended in two thousand and ten. So this is literally in the middle of Scrubs. Yes. So uh, he was kind of at his peak. Uh, and I think he uh, two thousand and five was actually probably his peak, because I think two thousand and two thousand and four would have been Garden State. Okay. Yeah. Which was, you know he won a ton of awards for. Um. And honestly, I mean, Zach Braff just sort of exists now. I mean, he's done some cool stuff. He's he's he's, like, he's a Cottonell puppy. Yeah, he's a puppy in the Cottonell commercial. He is. Uh, he was uh, I'm trying to think of the last thing I remember seeing him in. Uh, he was he played himself in the Disaster Artist. <laughs> that much I remember. Yeah, I he wasn't. He he was in that Oz movie as like a voice voiced character. He was the monkey. Yeah. He was the monkey in the great and the Oz. Oz yeah, Oz yeah, yeah. So, and uh, and he plays himself in BoJack Horseman a couple of times, mm. <laughs> so, which I've never seen. So, yeah, but like, yeah, t- t- around this time would have been his absolute peak. Uh, so it makes sense that Disney would want to hire him because he's got a very theoretically has a really good voice for animation, except he doesn't really use it. Um, yeah. It's his voice that he chose for this is kind of weird because I can't tell if it's because he was just talking like Zach Braff and they like up pitched him or something like modulated him in some way, shape or form because his voice sounds a little weird. Yeah. But, um, it's not it's not great. Uh he he's he does a good job, but just the way the voice comes out is weird. Um, it's yeah, I don't like I like or he, or, he, or he was doing a bit. Yeah, like it's like I created this character, this is what this is Chicken Little, and then he does this and then everyone's like He's not gonna stop, so let's just go with <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I've been work I've been workshopping this character. Yeah, you got Joan Cusack as Abby, the ugly duckling, which is uh inspired choice i guess i never would have really thought of joan cusack for yeah it's like um, get out um, john's ugly ducking sister yeah um the guy that plays the uh uh fish out of water does not have a wikipedia page so that's good that's uh, always great you can't uh, find a guy trace of him yeah because he doesn't talk so it's just like it's like you know yeah, uh, Steve Zahn is runt of the litter. Um, he uh, who's Foxy? I'll, I'll find out in a second. I want to see who runt of the litter's other. Uh, uh, boy, boy, he's been in a lot of movies, man. You got mail. Stuart Little. Hey. <laughs> Uh, national security. Boy, he's just been in a bunch of garbage. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Captain Fantastic. Okay, okay, he's been. He's he started. He started doing some better work in the most recent movies, except for the Ridiculous Six. But 
<laughs> uh, he's like a TV guy. Like, recurring role in Modern Family. Mind Games. World War II in HD. Monk. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. Who is he, who is he in Phineas and Ferb? Uh, where did I, I, uh, Swampy slash Sherman in three episodes of Phineas and Ferb. So. Okay, then I don't know. I was like... Yeah. Is he Dr. Doofenshmirtz? And then I'll be like, oh, okay, then yeah. I know who he is. No. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Evil Incorporated. Uh, the uh, Gary Marshall is the dad, <laughs> as we've mentioned earlier. Yeah. Amy Sedaris is Foxy Loxy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's an it. That, I didn't know that. Until that yeah, before. I was like, huh. Okay. That's cool. Uh, also BoJack Horseman. <laughs> so... Um, Gary Marshall, for people that know, is uh, famous for directing, I guess. But like, he was—he's Penny Marshall's older brother. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I could think of that he's been in, like physically seeing him in offhand, is he's the candy guy from League of Their Own. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who owns the league. Yeah. Of their own. Let's see what you would have seen him. Let's see. What, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the odd couple, like <laughs> the TV show, or the new or the the TV show. Oh, yeah, I was like, he was on six episodes of the TV show. Uh, da, da, da. Boy, just... writing credits. Boy, oh, so that's where he made his stinking money. Yeah, he, he yeah. literally did like Cappy yeah. and Laverne Shirley, and yeah, yeah that, was, that was his like. Uh, boy, he's got uh, the flamingo kid overboard. <laughs> oh God! Sorry, you need to bleep me here. Yeah, uh, beaches. Damn the freaking! I hate Overboard so much. I hate that movie. <laughs> Did you ever see the remake? I know you wouldn't. No. Yeah, the remake is. Um, I was gonna say it's not really worse because Overboard's already bad. It's just as bad, which makes it one of the worst things on the planet. But they switch the roles, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. He's in the Princess Diaries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Days. Creator. 2,255 episodes and wrote two of them. <laughs> no, I'm going to write the first two episodes after that. Laverne and Shirley. Mork and Mindy. Uh, the Fawns and the Happy Day Gang. <laughs> Based yeah. on characters by Joni <laughs> Loves Chachi. The new odd couple. Mother's oh Day. God, they did Dad. make a new odd couple back in the early 90s. <laughs> Actually, early 80s, according to this. Okay, who was in that one? Was that... Who was in the new odd couple? Uh, starring Ron Glass and Demond Wilson. Oh, 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 geez, that's right. It was it was a black odd couple. Oh, all right. Um, Demond Wilson was uh, uh, Lamont from Stanford and Son. Right. So, <laughs> okay, so interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, I just, I just a lot. They didn't think Lamont did anything after San Francisco. Uh, he did a weird Odd Couple revival in the yeah. early eighties. No idea. I was like, I was like uh, oh, well, good for you, Lamont. Yeah, uh, like I said, Amy Sedaris is Foxy Loxy. I think her most, I mean, Strangers with Candy is one of her biggest thing. That was her breakout role. Yeah, doesn't has she, hasn't she done some like? World, like some some Clorox cleaning commercials or something. Oh, almost certainly, and she's got that. Um, she's got some show on like True TV. 
<laughs> and stuff. So, um, but I like strangers with candy. So that's yes. all I care about for this, uh, this particular situation. Uh, she was in Shrek the third as Cinderella huh. and space buddies. <laughs> There's a thread here, sir. <laughs> yeah. Disney will hire anyone to be in the next air bud movie. Will you please be in a buddies movie? No. Uh, how about some more money? Uh, Mark Walton plays Goosey Lucy. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. You may not know who Mark Walton is, but Disney people would know that because he was a, a Disney animator guy, so storyboard artist, and st- like he did like the storyboards for Tarzan. Uh, He's dead to me. And was the storyboard artist for this one, and the Double next t- and the next two ones. So. Oh, so screw that guy. And then he leaves and starts doing story art for other studios, like for Nomeo and Juliet, Turbo, <laughs> and, the, and the Playmobil movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There was a Playmobil movie last year, right? Last year? Yes, last year. Whoa. Uh, Fred Willard in here. Catherine O'Hara plays uh, the alien mom. Is she just like being a mom and stuff? Yeah. Uh, uh, the director of the movie plays the porcupine. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's in here as the uh, it's sheep and sheep language teacher. <laughs> I okay. I'm back. <laughs> Are you there? Okay. All right. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Let's just keep going. We're still going. Uh, I can remember forty-nine, fifty minutes. So. The sheep language teacher. So I don't. I don't remember him. You don't remember him? He was the one where they're like. It was the first class that you see where he's like doing, uh, uh, the roll call, and oh, okay. stuff, and then they're doing the like. Okay, now repeat after me, and they're like reciting like Boz and stuff because instead of English class, a cheap class, and he's Ba-ram. a sheep. Yeah, and that's Patrick sheep. Stewart. That's Professor Charles Xavier. Um, he's Captain Jolly Picard, sir. <laughs> uh, Wallace Shawn is in this movie. Uh, he's the principal. I know that you may find that inconceivable, but it's true. <laughs> This word, I'm not thinking you know what it means. I think it means. He's, God, he's, I, I think he's done more voice stuff than acting, hasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. I think that's sort of his... Because he's got a great voice. He's got, a, a he's, made, got a, he's got an animated voice, so it makes sense that he would do animated stuff. I mean, he's a recurring character in Family Guy. <laughs> as is Patrick Warburton, who's also in this movie, as Alien <laughs> Cop. Is Patrick Stewart? Is he's in this one or American Dad? Or Patrick American Stewart. Dad? Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, he's an American Dad. He's like okay. a CIA thought... director. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adam West has a brief uh, role in this movie. Did you catch it? I did not. Uh, he's the movie version of Chicken Little. Oh. Yeah. Ace. <laughs> he goes by Ace, uh, the dad's nickname. Uh, Harry so, Shearer is the dog announcer, as we mentioned earlier. 
and that's that's most of the cast. There's a lot of nonsense going in there too. You want to know? Well, I was reading the Wikipedia for this because I I knew nothing about this movie. I'm like, I don't know, like, where this movie came from, why they bothered, where it does... It starts off writing in September 2001, and you're like, Oh, no! (laughs) The second worst thing to happen that month. Director Mark Dindal, or Dindal, I don't know, I'm... Uh, developed the idea for Chicken Little with the title character envisioned as an overreacting doom and gloom <sighs> that went to summer camp to build confidence so she didn't want to overreact as well as repair, repair her relationship with her father. Did he come up with this idea September 12th? Yeah. Jeez. Dear wow. Lord. Uh, summer camp, she was going to discover a plot with the camp counselor uh, who was apparently at this point in the movie was Pendulette. Okay. Uh, then he pitched the idea to Michael Eisner, who uh, said it would be eh, it'd be better if Chicken Little's a guy. Yeah, that sounds well. Yeah, I think it'd be better if he's a guy. Yeah, because his reasoning is if you're a boy and you're short, you get picked on. That's uh... <laughs> so he's got some kind of uh... he's got some hangups. Yeah. Uh... I, so I wish they'd done the camp thing, but been like Chicken Little, but Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp or Friday the Thirteenth or something. So it turns out the end. He's a girl chick. He's a boy chicken. Yeah, sleepaway girl chicken, chicken the whole time. His his sister died. His sister died. And so he. <laughs> not to give away the ending of Sleepaway Camp. Not but... to give away the the quite frankly incredibly shocking ending to Sleepaway yes. Camp. And just Chicken Little being like this. Yeah, yeah, just a freeze frame of the most horrific face you could ever imagine. Yes, uh, haunting. Uh, anyways, no, Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, Sleepaway Camp rules. This doesn't. Yeah. Um, uh, the plot is a little like weird for Sleepaway Camp. Like, <laughs> it's hard to sort of nail down some of the nonsense that's happening, but you know, at the end, it's still a good early slasher film. Watch it just for the ending. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing, there's no movement on the movie until 2003, when they got a new, uh, president of feature animation, and that's when they decided that we need to do something different with this movie. It's not working this way. Uh, and they they rewrote it for three months. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and when they came out on the other end, it turned into the story of a little boy who wanted to save his town from aliens. So, uh, sure. Uh, I feel that's the same writing process that happened with, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Crystal Skull. The Crystal Skull. (laughs) Yeah, which had been around the same time. (laughs) Close to it. I think a little after this. uh, Yeah. It was like, I guess there's some aliens and it turns out, yeah. It's funny. Uh, during the rewrite process, the director, along with three writers and nine others, threw out 25 scenes to improve the character development <laughs> and, uh... and add more emotional resonance with the parent-child relationship. It took us two and a half years to pretty much get back to where we started, but in the course of that, the story got stronger, more emotional, and funnier, too. Yeah? Sure, my friend. Sure. (laughs) 
character development. I wish I had, I wish I could just like throw off that Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. The original, the original female chicken little, they were thinking Holly Hunter uh, to be chicken little. So Mrs. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then after that, they, they, t- they tested 40 actors to be Chicken Little. Jesus Christ. Uh, 40. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael J. Fox, Matthew Broderick, and David Spade were considered for the role. David Spade obviously had the end from... Yes. Emperor. Emperor's New Groove. Um, Matthew Broderick also... From Lion King. From, from Lion King. Uh, Michael J. Fox, I don't... I'm glad he didn't do this. I don't even know if 2005 Michael J. Fox would have been a spin, oh. spin City Michael J. Fox. He, he was also Atlantis, so they, they'd yeah. all done Disney movies before. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he would have been good for this, and I'm glad he didn't. Um, hey, Doc, there's aliens. One of Michael J. Fox's last film roles being uh, <laughs> The Chicken Little. Yeah. Uh, not, not exciting. Um Sean Hayes was going to be the ugly duckling at one point. Okay, I could kind of see that. Uh, but then they rewrote the character to be a girl. So, uh, Jamie Lee Cur- Curtis, Sarah Jessica Parker, Jodie Foster, Gina Davis, and Madonna were all considered to be in that role. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Madonna would have, like, she had the Dick Tracy in, I guess. I don't know. Like, now, they said they were considered. Doesn't considered. mean they were actually agreed to it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, oh, we're, we're considering. Says, uh, uh, Joan Cusack won the role for her natural comedy, which, okay. I mean, I guess the, in terms it's of. It's funny and stuff. In terms, in terms of the uh, characters in the movie, the most interesting by a country mile uh, is, yeah. is the ugly duckling. And she doesn't do a whole lot. So. But, um, yeah, that's no music in this movie besides things here and there with yeah. the, the pig. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, nothing really very, there, there, there were, there were, uh, you did have the sad song breakdown after he comes home from, uh, the, the sky is falling situation. Right. Uh, but like, it doesn't even really have a score. No, <laughs> it's like they should just done uh, just thrown back in, uh, and I will go sailing no more. Yeah, it's so weird uh, because it, it, I was reading that uh, they took inspiration for its staging, coloring, and theatrical lighting from Mary Blair's background designs in Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland, and none of that comes through in this movie. Huh? It is the most bland. Uh, there's some interesting town designs, I suppose, but the aesthetics are are boring. There's nothing going on here. My Animal Crossing town's more interesting. Yeah, um, they made they created digital map paintings for like background elements and actually literally used Photoshop <laughs> to like work on them. Uh, this is 2005, and this is their first CG movie. You know, yeah. keep in keep in mind that 10 years ago Disney had Pixar release Toy Story, and they're just now getting to their 
Although at the time it wasn't Photoshop, so kind of like, hey, yeah. it's expensive if you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Not torrent it. Yeah. Which literally everybody did. Yeah. So it was supposed to come out in July, that summer of that year, but they pushed it back uh, because um, uh, cars got delayed. Cause, so it got Cars's original, like, scheduled release date. Uh, so, Cars uh, was a better movie, and also they re- they changed it so it came out uh, a day before Shrek the Third, <laughs> which not a good Shrek movie. Uh, but but, but uh, then Shrek changed their release date uh, to May of two thousand and seven for <laughs> Shrek the Third. So a lot of weird. Weird stuff with Shrek. They didn't. They announced their change before Shrek announced their time. It's just been chaotic. Movie releases, even when they're not really butting up against one another, tend to like interact with one another, especially animation. Um, well, they're, because they're hurt. all ripping each other off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, uh, Chicken Little was a co-production deal. Um, for the release. The release was a co-production deal with Disney and Pixar. Um, or, or, okay, I have to rephrase that. Uh, the co- the co-production, the movie wasn't a co-production deal. The co-production deal was getting ready to stop. Right. Um, you had Cars was going to be the last one. Um, there was a lot of problems going on at this point. Um, and there was a lot of contention between Eisner and Pixar, especially like Steve Jobs. Yeah. Um, a lot of problems with Steve Jobs. Um, so um, Disney sort of put all of their uh, eggs in one basket. Um, See each other. Yeah. Uh, if Chicken Little succeeded, it was going to prove that they didn't need Pixar. <laughs> um, that that's yeah. what that's that's how it that's how it would have been seen in their eyes a failure would have been uh pixar being able to say yeah you want to yeah. you, you want to screw us here um we know how it sort of plays out in the long run after cars negotiations fall apart um despite cars being this massive success of a movie and probably it has to be one of Disney's biggest money makers. It has to merchandise be merchandise wise. Yeah. Merchandise wise. Yeah. You know, two sequels, uh, an entire land and just infinite merchandise. Every child loves toy cars. And this is a Disney toy car property. So the fact they really literally cool. made sequels just to make more merchandise, yeah, just to make more merchandise. Um, insane. Um, uh, I can't remember if there was any sort of cross promotion. Uh, with fast food, you mean? Yeah, was there any chicken little anything? I feel like it would have been like KFC or something. But... It's like, it's like, you know, I think chicken little like KFC's never really had a fast food tie-in, have they? Uh, they did Star Wars when oh. with at that one point. Um, but it was like co with like KFC and like Yum Brands did the, some Star Wars stuff. Uh, I guess I have to Google it, huh? Yeah. Kids I'm... meal. Chicken little kids meal. Does anything come up? Yeah, I got something. Uh, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. There, there was. There was a chicken little kids meal. 
it was a happy meal cross promotion. Yeah, and they and they also had uh, uh Kellogg's looks like mailways or oh boy, <laughs> those toys look all right. They look, yeah. they look on the higher end of stuff. I mean, but for what they are, it's just yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like, I was like, oh, this is gonna be one of those Burger King promotions where Burger King got the license. It's like, nope. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, there was a ton of Chicken Little stuff. Uh, I remember. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> a VHS version of this movie was released, but as a Disney Movie Club exclusive. <laughs> it's like, hey, you old fart! You saw a VCR? Yeah, came out in two thousand and six on DVD. Uh, Blu-ray in 2007. Wow. Really good early Blu-ray adaption, ad- adoption for them. I think yeah. they kind of jumped on. There's actually a 3D Blu-ray version of this that came out in 2011. So Part like, of me wants to go to like Half Price Books and find that. Yeah. And, and see what this movie looks like in 3D. I have I, the means. I can do it. <laughs> uh, or check what FYE, I guess. Yeah. Something. You guys have this movie? Why? Wasn't this correct me if I'm wrong, but like you remember like at one point Netflix didn't have a lot of yeah. stuff and this is one of the few things they did have. Yeah, it was one of those like er, like we it's like we have Disney and it's like Chicken Little and, and Mars Needs Moms yeah. and some weird like other stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was like this is like two thousand nine, yeah. ten, where it's like, hey, we have because 2005, I mean, we're not too far from Netflix streaming launching. Because uh, it was an early 360 thing. Xbox yeah. 360 thing. That made it, that's like why I got Netflix was because the Xbox 360 got Netflix. And it was a very cool idea. Uh, little did we know <laughs> it was going to be the kind of the only way you'd ever be able to like see movies. It seems like. <laughs> yeah, I... I... I think I the first place I watched it, it was on the Wii. Yeah, you did, was it the you had to put the disc in? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 like just regular just streaming Netflix. Yeah, I mean, but when it launched on the Wii, there was no app. They sent you a disc. That you oh my no, I didn't do that. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. crazy. <laughs> eShop. I'm going to watch Ken Burns baseball on here. Yes. <laughs> oh man, that's a, that's a great song. I'm sad that each of the Wii. Yes, it, the, the switch is entirely quiet, and I hate it. Yes. The only sound it makes is the little twinkling noise when you're loading up the eShop. Well, the click. Yeah. I miss the cute little uh, little guy from the 3DS eShop. Yeah. The little package dude. Yeah. He's like, ah, why are you? Why? Why are you buying Shinobi for the Game Gear? You moron. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Uh, Chicken Little opened up number one. Huh. It, Disney hadn't had a number one since Dinosaur. Um, it actually tied The Lion King for largest opening for Disney for an animated film. Bringing huh. in $40 million opening weekend. What? <laughs> and it, and it, and it, and it was still number one in the second week, and it, uh, and the big opening film that week was Zathura, which came in at number two. Okay, so it's 
I, okay. I, Wild, right? But like, yes. And it's not like 2005 was a quiet year for movies either. Uh, so we'll get to that obviously later on. Um, uh, the company had been in a slump. Uh, they had several f- kind of underperforming, not really failures. A couple of them might have been failures, but they performed um, p- way more poorly than this one. Uh, like Fantasia or right. I think uh, Home on the Range was a pretty failure one. Our least favorite Disney movie of all time. Creatively, financially. Yeah, uh, but all the, uh, Home on the Range was received better than this one. Uh, this movie is actually very poorly received out the gate. Um, if you go I mean, to, I... if you go to Metacritic, it's got uh, 5.5. That's uh, 37% amongst 160 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. So people hate this movie. People hate this movie. Uh, I don't even think, content- let's see, uh, Ebert and Roper gave it two thumbs down. I don't care whether the film is 2D, 3D, CGI, or hand-drawn. It all goes back to the story. Uh, Roger Ebert says, as a general rule, if a movie is not about baseball or space aliens and you have to use them anyway, you should have started with a better premise. <laughs> well, did, did anybody tell him they cut 25 minutes out of the movie? Yeah. Just to the get... movie, He says, the movie did make me smile. It didn't make me laugh. And it didn't involve my emotions or a higher region of my intellect, for that matter. It's a perfectly acceptable feature cartoon for kids up to a certain age, but it doesn't have the universal appeal of some of the best recent animation. I'm just imagining Disney PR reaching out to like, hey, so you know we did, like, you know. This is the... This is the this is the three this is a three year journey to make this movie an emotional yeah. masterpiece. Disney is going all Kana Lynch on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Jeff Gertzman got fired. He got fired. It's on a JR. What? Yeah. <laughs> TV Guy gave it three stars, saying it's going to delight your kids with its bright colors and constant chaos. That's bad. That's like critics really key give kid treat kids like they're dumber than they are yep um i'm sure very very young kids would like this movie because it again it is loud and chaotic but like this is also 2005 and like if i want loud and chaotic spongebob exists yeah this this is the pd waiting room movie yeah this it's not chaotic enough to be to hold a kid's interest there is a lot of downtime in this movie uh yeah also, the, the TV guy gave it an average review is hilarious. Uh, however, uh, in case you're curious, uh, the Christian Science Monitor gave it an A minus. Okay. Saying it's uh, irrepressibly witty, and so is the script, which morphs from the classic fable into a spoof on War of the Worlds. I prefer this version to Spielberg's. So. Okay. okay now I want to focus on the family review. <laughs> Uh, Christian Science Monitor, not knocking it out of the park on their review here. Yes, yes. Um, it didn't really. Uh, uh, at the 2005 Stinker Bad Movie Awards, it won the award for worst animated film. Uh, so there you go. Wait, what's what are the Stinker? Are they like it's like the they're Razzies? Like, they they are the uh, like the Razzies, but I think they're even older than the Razzies if I require. Uh, Stinker Bad Movie Awards started in 1978. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a little Razzies. Yeah. I think I showed you guys this. Uh, when I say you guys, our little uh, group of friends here. Because it was like, uh, some of the awards were like, terrible. Like, uh, like let's, I forget. There was something like, the 1980 stinkers, like, uh, gave Popeye as the worst picture of the year. Like, really? Popeye? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it, a great it, movie, but it's I... A, it's a worse movie than the fiendish plot of Dr. Fu Manchu <laughs> and The Apple. <laughs> so I mean, Popeye's not a great movie. It's a fun movie. But it's fun, and yeah. it's got... Listen, I, like, I will occasionally find myself singing Everything is Food. <laughs> yeah. Everything is food. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, they're actually... I, I'm looking at the soundtrack, and then I'm reminded that, oh, yeah, there actually is a surprising amount of music in this movie because it does play REMs. It's the end of the world as we know it. It has a Bare Naked Ladies song as sort of its main th- opening theme. Chicken to Chinese and Chinese chicken. Yeah. Uh, and it also has on the trail on the soundtrack uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Does it have Don't Go Break My Heart? Uh, yes, by the Chicken Little cast. Oh, uh, and I totally forgot that this is 2005 and it does have a scene in it with Joan Cusack and Steve Zahn singing uh, Wannabe from the Spice Girls. Man. Man, let's. All right, we got to get to it. Was there a sequel? Yes. No, there was going to be a sequel. There was planning to do a direct to TV or direct to video sequel that was going to be called Chicken Little Two: The Ugly Duckling Story. Chicken Littler. Yeah. Uh, it just looks like it's just one of those like. The beauty is inside of you. The whole it was just going to be the ugly duckling. She's going to make an ugly duckling movie. Then don't put yeah. Colin Little. So uh, then John. Then as we've talked about with a lot of these sequels and stuff, up comes John Lasseter, and he's like, "Nope, <laughs> we're done Swap with this. We're done with all of this nonsense." And that's why you start to stop getting those weird Disney sequels, those straight to video and sequel stuff. So those kind of disappeared after Lasseter took over because they were killing the business. They were Brother. cheap. They were cheap. <laughs> they were exposing the business. Exposing the business. Um, uh, the executives didn't feel that the original film had wide enough market to draw upon to support the sequel. I want to keep you in mind that the movie had a budget of one hundred and fifty million and made three hundred and fourteen million. So it doubled its money. Doubled its money, itself. which in Hollywood t- terms, not that great. It's a success. With creative bookkeeping, you say it lost money. Yeah. Uh, Video games. Of course. Absolutely. There were two video games. You had Chicken Little for the Xbox. Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And also, there was a PlayStation 2, GameCube, Game Boy Advance, and PC version of Chicken Little. Um, And there was a DS... Wii, Xbox, and PlayStation 2 game that came out later, inspired by the superhero movie within the movie, so that ending scene. Yeah. The movie, so it's a game based off of that. Okay. Was there... 
was there an infinity figure of Chicken Little? I don't think so. I don't yeah. remember one. However, Chicken Little does appear as a summon in Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> <laughs> Why this, does that make me laugh? This movie came out the same year as Kingdom Hearts 2. It actually, in Japan, uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 came out before Chicken Little. So this was their, their first exposure to Chicken Little would have been in Kingdom Hearts 2. Wow. So, yeah. So, is he so, in, so he exists in Kingdom Hearts 2 strictly as cross promotion. So, does he ever show up in any other Kingdom Hearts movies or, or, or games or just this one? I think just this one. I can't really call. It's just a summon. So, it's not even like it's that big of a deal. <laughs> I don't even know what the summon is. And there is no theme park presence. Of course not. Because I, why would you? Why would you? Well, again, this movie was a success when it came out, but it was critically panned. So Disney actually listens to that stuff. Sure. So yeah. it's like if it made it made money, but I they understand that they're Disney and so they're always going to make money. So they can't just look at money. They have to look at sort of retention, I think. And it's like, yeah, we made a ton of money, but they probably made nothing on the home video. Yeah, and, or the cultural appeals not yeah, there. The cultural appeals not there and, you know, and it was critically panned. People actually didn't like it. People talking bad about the movie. So we're just going to ignore it and get going. We came like sort of a little chicken sandwich place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would have been Doc nice. Brown's Chicken Chat. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that's where you were heading with that. Yes. So, um, but, but this wasn't even Disney's first Chicken Little. We talked about it before. And the uh, Chicken Little 1943, I'm going to bring up my, um, uh, is, uh, if you, if you want to get a, a copy of Chicken Little, the 1943 short film from Disney, it is on the Disney Treasures set, uh, on the front lines, the World War II propaganda series, uh, movies. So that leads you where it is. Um, I'm just going to go to the Wikipedia page. And I will read you the plot for this. Ready? Let's do it. <clears throat> the narrator introduces the audience to the happy and content locals of the local poultry form, farm. Cocky Locky, Henny Penny, Turkey Lurkey, Ducky Lucky, Goosey Poosey, uh, and the titular Chicken Little, a yo-yo-wielding simpleton, uh, as they say. Uh, a w- all well-protected. But little do they know, outside the yard, Foxy Loxy has happened upon and is intent on catching himself a chicken dinner. So we're on track to being sort of what uh, uh, the Chicken Little story is. Right. Uh, The fox wants to kill the animals, basically. It's three little pigs, (laughs) but with a a mass hysteria angle. Uh, however, he cannot hop in and help himself due to a very high fence, locked gates, and a well-armed farmer. <laughs> Foxy Loxy is anything if not cunning, so there is other ways for him to swipe the chicken. So he's taking advice from his psychology book. So he's reading a book about psychology. And he states, why should I just get one when I can get them all? He reads out li- aloud a passage telling him that the best way to manipulate the whole flock is to begin with the least intelligent. 
identifying Chicken Little after searching the yard. Loxy then breaks off a piece of wood from the fortune teller's sign and then disorients Little with the suggestion of a thunderstorm before dropping it on his head, pretending to be the voice of doom. Loxy tells Little that the sky is falling and a piece of it hit him on the head and then goes to, and then goes on to tell him that he should run for his life. Little panics, spreading the word to everyone, thus bringing a crowd to where he believes the sky piece hit him. But the leader of the flock, Cocky Locky, inquires about the ordeal. He immediately proves the story false, and afterwards, the crowd disperses, leaving Chicken Little humiliated. Miffed that his plan didn't work, Loxy refers to his book again to find something to deal with Locky finding a past there to find something to deal with Loki, finding a passage that tells him to undermine the faith of the masses in their leaders. He heads over to Penny Penny's, Turkey Lurkies, Ducky Luckies, and Goosey Poosey's circle of friends and plants rumors about Loki's intelligence and leadership. This starts another rush of panic among the avians as they spread the rumor. With Loki's leadership in question, Loki uses it to flatter Little Chicken Little, convincing him to stand up and challenge Loki's right of leadership. As he's and, and he's filled with confidence, Little announces to the crowd that he is their new leader and states that he will save their lives. Loki argues against him, stating that the sky isn't falling. The two argue until Loki states, "If the sky is falling, why doesn't it hit me on the head?" And Loki uses a slingshot to shoot a star-shaped piece of wood at his head, uh, knocking him down. This shocks everyone, and they're convinced that Little is right. When they ask him what they should do, Foxy Loxy whispers to Little that he should lead them to the cave, believing, believing this is the right thing to do. Little leads the panicked masses out of the farm, through the woods, and into the cave, which is actually Loxy's den. And once everyone is inside, Loxy goes in after them and seals up the entrance. The na narrator reassures the audience that everything will be all right. But the, but the cartoon closes with a stuffed Loxy picking his teeth and arranging wishbones of the devoured birds in a row resembling a war cemetery. The narrator is shocked and insists this is not how the story is supposed to end. Foxy Loxy smirks evilly and reminds the narrator to not believe everything you read. <laughs> so in case you couldn't tell his psychology book wasn't a psychology book uh they changed it because they want they didn't want it to be super dated with the war do you know what book he was originally reading no can you guess what book he would have been reading in world war Two that would have him undermining the masses to take control of them <laughs> is it Mein Kampf? Absolutely, Mein Kampf. Wow. <laughs> so it, it was. It was. It was anti-Nazi propaganda and sort of trying to show Americans not to panic at everything that you hear because it could lead to your doom. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's <sighs> Disney's original Chicken Little. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Uh, featuring the voices of Frank Graham and Clarence Nash. So, Clarence. Uh, oh, Clarence Nash is just he's, a, he's just a Disney voice boy. Oh, uh, I thought for, uh, he's you know he's Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, remember, I thought he was in something else too. Sorry. 
I mean, he most certainly, he almost certainly was, but <laughs> it was, but not Disney related. It was like a universal film. But uh, yeah, so he's Donald Duck uh, as uh, uh, various ducks. Fox Deloxy is Frank Graham, which is funny when you look at Frank Graham because uh, it just has a picture of a uh, uh, refrigerator. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's William Perry. He yeah. Just... Uh, so yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he was originally reading Mein Kampf. So I would uh, also also the Chicken Little from this one uh, appears in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay, all right. Yeah, uh, it's a very very yeah very weird movie, uh, short film, well worth watching. I think that World War II stuff is fascinating. Is the original uncut version floating around somewhere? Probably. It's unclear if it ever existed. The Mein Kampf version ever existed. Okay. Uh, some animators say they absolutely saw it. Some will say it was the first printing, but then they changed it because they wanted it to sort of hold up after the war. But uh, for, for, from what it sounds like, it, pro- it doesn't exist. Probably okay. doesn't exist. Probably never made it that far. But um, the intent is clear. The, yes. the lines that he's reading from the book are very much that. They're not. Those aren't psychology lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, man. Well, JJ. The movies of 2005. Yes. What do you think the number one grossing movie of 2005 was? It's pretty obvious if you can really figure, if you can really think back to 2005, but you may not be able to. Can you give me a hint? Uh, it, it ended a saga. Oh, uh, Sith? Yep. Episode three. Episode three came out, made three hundred and eighty million dollars that year. I still like Sith, man. I like. Listen, you know I like all the prequels. Sith is the best of the three. Yep. But uh, yeah, I like Sith. PG thirteen, the first PG thirteen Star Wars movie. Hmm. <laughs> it's a dark movie, but it's dude, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Number two, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yeah, I like Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Never saw it. I've only... There's two Harry Potter things I've consumed. Or three if you include the theme park. Uh, uh, I watched the first movie. And I watched a... Something called uh, Wizard People Dear Reader. Which is... um, A a cartoonist did uh, commentary over uh harry potter like it was like book on tape harry potter but it was to the movie and he's just sort of making the story up vaguely like describing things wrong and, <laughs> and making up names it's, it's absolutely one of the funniest things i've ever seen i may give you a link to it because it uh it and, and reading and reading jk rowling's tone death tweets yes <laughs> actually you know what so god of fire was like the four i think it's the fourth one is it? I would have no idea. I know. Yeah, I think it's the fourth one. It's like it's one where they're like all like weird looking like teenagers. And they're Daniel Rodgers has an awkward that, phase where he has like... that weird moth of hair on his head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, War of the Worlds. Though, which is apparently not as good as Chicken Little. Yes, yeah, not as good as Chicken Little. It's I fine. I, yeah. It's just two, fine. Anyways, Goblet of Fire made two seventy three. Uh, War of the Worlds two thirty four. Number four, I didn't know this movie was that big of a success. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia. The Chronicles of Narnia. Chronicles of Narnia. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, listen, Lazy Sunday. Was, yeah. uh, um, 
It was, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know it made that. Two hundred and nine million, number four of the year. I didn't expect that. I don't think I've ever seen it. I it's, read the books. It's good. I thought it was a really good movie. It's, it's kind of weird that it just kind of never, like, they can't like get the Narnia stuff off the ground. Like they tried. Like they did one, and then they like keep, like, okay, we're gonna do the sequel, and it just kind of. Well, I mean, it, it's it's tough. Like, how do you? It's yeah. it, 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 it's religious allegory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and also like the books themselves don't go in chronological order. No. So like like you know the third movie actually takes place before the first movie or whatever. Yeah. But uh, number five, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Johnny Depp led um, adaption of the the book obviously there are people who prefer this version and they are wrong i like this version i mean i i prefer willy wonka and the chocolate factory obviously but i like this i like charlie and the chocolate I factory it's probably closer to the book actually the, the charlie and the chocolate factory is way closer to the book it's even titled as the book willy wonka and the chocolate factory is not the title of the book yeah. uh, but um i i it's i tim burton's aesthetic works for raw doll stuff I yeah i think um, so James and Giant Peach and James and Giant Peach and stuff like that. I, it works, I think. So yeah. visually, I think it's very good. Uh, Johnny Depp does a good job as <laughs> his weird neurotic uh, candy maker, but um, I really like uh, the kid that plays Charlie in it. I think he did a great job. The kid that plays Charlie in the original, in the first movie, kind of a dope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six, Batman Begins. Yeah, I like Batman Begins, dude. Batman Begins is really good. I it you always sort of focus on like Dark Knight yeah. for obvious reasons. But Batman Begins is like really, really good. Nobody really gave it credit when it came out because Batman was kind of gone by that point. Yeah. Nobody really thought like, oh, I, I don't know if I'm ready for another Batman movie. Uh, <laughs> it's come and it's, gone. This is what 2005. We're not even at Iron Man yet, so you know. No, and then uh, this. Uh, what's your face? Uh, was Rachel Dolls originally? Uh, yeah. God, what's yeah. Uh, but it also was like the first Ken Christopher Nolan. Like I need to put Ken Watanabe in this movie. Yeah. Which I'm not going to argue with because yeah. Ken Watanabe is awesome. Yeah, it's a smart it's a smart creative decision to put Ken Watanabe in your movie. It's what makes the Godzilla movies as good as they are. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. uh, number seven, Madagascar. So here's another year of Disney being outperformed at the box office by DreamWorks. <laughs> you ever seen Madagascar? I have not. Me neither. I just, eh. <laughs> Nothing about it like made me want to jump up and like... I was like, eh, it's fine. I guess probably. Yeah. Number eight, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I like that movie. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Number nine, Hitch. I like Hitch. Yeah? I've seen yeah, it I like, once. I've only yeah, seen it once. I like it. I always remember the ending of Hitch. <laughs> where they have the wedding and then they're like playing like Now that we found love, what are we gonna do? I will it. always give Will Smith a shot. Yeah, uh, just my just how just how I operate as a human being. It, but um, also Kevin James in it, so and yeah. where you don't want to punch him. Yeah, it's always a plus. It's always yeah. Uh, and number ten, rounding out the top ten movies of the year, King Kong. The Peter Jackson King Kong. Peter Jackson King Kong. That movie gets overlooked a lot. I don't it, like that movie. I. 
I, I didn't I, dislike it. I think my problem is is that leave it to Peter Jackson to take a movie that was originally like 85 minutes and make it 200 minutes. Yeah. Which King Kong doesn't need that much time. It simply doesn't. If the movie was shorter, I'd probably enjoy it more. But boy, they just really let it drag. <laughs> if I have if I have a beef with that movie, it's Adrian Brody as a leading man action star, <laughs> which was my problem with Predators as well. Like, nah, nah. Uh, but uh, Naomi Watts is a smart casting choice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jack Black plays a good carny, so. Yeah. <laughs> we got that uh we got that really good uh McFarlane figure from the movie. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. King Kong, yeah. Um I mean like uh I like uh I like Kong Skull Island. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Skull Island is great. Skull um, Island is actually the best of the uh everything since the original. <laughs> well, no, it's better than I mean, it's probably better than any of the Godzilla movies. Oh, all of this MonsterVerse stuff that they're doing. Yeah, yeah it's definitely it's it's heads and tails above. Skull's great, actually. Yeah. Uh, well, you know my my feelings of the Godzilla movies. I know. So, you know, I don't like the first one, and I'm lukewarm on the second one. Uh, but I'll keep seeing them. <laughs> going forward, there's no Ken Ken Watanabe though. So. Yeah, so it's already it's already going in at a deficit. They should have hired Will Smith. To sort of fill that empty hole that I need, yeah, I didn't that Will Smith shaped hole. Well, I mean, like the, the Skull Island had like Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson yeah. in it, and John Goodman, and John Goodman, <laughs> and so, Samuel Jackson's in it, isn't he? That's he. He's the he's the leader yeah. of the yeah yeah, and um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, it's it's a great cast, yeah. Uh, so, what what was the what what one? Uh, let's try to see. Oh boy, I think 2005. I think this would have been uh, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> would have been the like okay. the big award winner. Uh, I guess movies so. of 2005. Yeah, because we did that before Dark Knight. So yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Brokeback Mountain was the big. Uh... Oh, but yeah, but Crash won the Academy Award that year. Okay. Just to show you just how wrong the Academy is most of the time. I I never seen Crash, but yeah, yeah. good. Like, Crash, Crash Bring sucks. It's all Matt Dillon. Yeah. Everyone sucks. It's a movie where everyone sucks, and a lot of most of them are racist. Yeah, uh, it's a movie about awesome. racism where everyone sucks. Uh, it's also the same year as the the big like uh, award season movies: Walk the Line, uh, Capote, Brokeback Mountain, and Crash. Cinderella Man was one was in there. Walk Walk the Line was fine. Walk was the like... Line's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the animated film of the year was. Uh, uh, the Curse of the Were Rabbit, um, the Wallace and Gromit movie. Right. So, you know, I'll, I'll never, I'm never going to debate that because the Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, if there's a Wallace and Gromit movie that that's out, it's usually going to be the better movie of the year. They're 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 just super charming and yeah. I um, remember watching the wrong trousers. Yeah. As, a, as an older teenager, and I was like, oh, this is, this is funny. It's good. 
Let's see. I'm looking at. I'm just now looking at movies of the year. White Noise. Coach Carter. Electra. Electra came out this year. Oh man, no. We're in that. We're in that. Batman Begins comes out, so we're in sort of the tail end of sort of the Marvel stuff, like. You know, the Spider-Man movies have been doing their thing, and the X-Men stuff is now kind of all petering out. Now Batman Begins is happening, and Marvel can't really find its footing right now. Uh, That's that's right, that's when Fox still owned uh, Daredevil. Yep. Uh, Racing Stripes, that was a... Horse movie with a zebra. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't it zebra? (laughs) Or zebra, if you're in another. The Assault on Precinct 13 remake. Didn't see that one. It's terrible, don't. Alone in the dark. We should just do an Uwe Boll episode one day. Did uh, so, then like also Dead Island. <laughs> Mulan two. Huh, okay. Yeah, I can. I would say that didn't come out. To, why is it here? It's like it's direct to video. I'm like that didn't come out. Oh, uh, 2005 was when you were getting like weird horror movies. I just saw the Boogeyman. Pooh's Heffalump movie came out the same day as Hitch. <laughs> Constantine came out. Yeah, that's fine. That's a that's like a that's a decent movie. You know what else came out the same day as Constantine? Mm. Son of the Mask. <laughs> we still have uh, Hollywood for inexplicably still hasn't like we're gonna give Jamie Kennedy one more shot. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. So, I that would have been the sort of, this is like the kickoff to Tyler Perry controlling. <laughs> yes. Like, like his, the, the, the beginning of his, am, his empire. Yeah. But, like, he, like, man, he's just, like, one of the biggest Hollywood success stories. Yeah. I mean, hey, dude, you can't fault the guy for his hustle. No. The Jacket. What is the jacket? I seem to remember that. Is that the oh? I thought it's that Adrian Brody movie. So yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought I was thinking the tuxedo for a minute. Oh yeah. Dan and Jennifer Love uh, The Pacifier came out this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, Vin, the Vin Diesel. Uh, every once in a while, they have to take the big tough uh, action star and put him in a kids movie. Every every action star has to do it at some point. Um, it's basically Mr. Nanny, but with Vin Diesel. Yeah, just like uh, what was the Rock one? Remember the Rock did one. The game plan? Something like that, yeah. Hostage. Robots. Another animated movie. Uh, Ewan McGregor. I, I remember playing uh, my grandmother. She she bought a GameCube out of boredom. Yeah. When I when when I eventually got, and yeah. one of the games she had for it was robots. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, Ice Princess, a Disney figure skating movie. Not, not, I think, oh, Ice Queen, which would have been like Frozen's developing title. Right. <laughs> the Ring 2. <laughs> Miss Congeniality 2. Guess Who, the Guess Who's Coming to Dinner remake starring Ashton Kutcher and Bernie Mac. Oh, well, that like, it was based off the game, Guess Who. Yeah. Flip it over. Oh, it's the guy. Oh, oh man, Valiant. I absolutely forgot about Valiant. What's Valiant? It is a Disney animated bird movie. <laughs> oh. Surprise, surprise. Okay. It was British and it was like 
a war movie as hmm. well. So there's like World War Two pigeons. Okay. Starring Ewan McGregor, Ricky Gervais, and Tim Curry. What was Ewan McGregor not in on this in this year? <laughs> yeah, th- this is the year of Ewan McGregor. Star Wars to Valiant. Tim Curry's in it. Hugh Laurie, John Cleese. There you go. I like Hugh Laurie. I love Hugh Laurie. I like. Did you ever see Tomorrowland? The George Clooney one? Yeah. No. You should see it. It's a fun movie. Don't okay. listen to the people. And Hugh Laurie's in it. So. Don't listen to the people. That's good advice yeah. in general. In general. Yeah. Uh, Beauty Shop. Sin City. One of the best comic book movies ever made. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one one of the most faithful comic book movies ever Mickey made. Mickey Rourke's career resurgence, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fever Pitch. The uh, Drew Barrymore, Jimmy Fallon baseball movie. Oh gosh! Oh, when they were going to Red Sox, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a whole thing about that where it's like the ending of the movie was dependent on if the Red Sox won or lost a game. I think, like, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think that's the year the Red Sox won the World. They came back from yeah. like three down in the ALCS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Interpreter, a, a Sidney Pollock movie, starring Nicole Kidman and Sean Penn. <laughs> that sounds boring. Yes. Sorry. It's... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. We only got the one movie, though. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They didn't do the. Was it the? What's the second sequel? Like the diner at the. At the edge of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I liked it. It's fine. It's not great. It's not perfect. But what is in Hollywood? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was cast really well. I think I thought Martin Freeman did a really good job in that. Yeah, role. it's like he's getting a little. <laughs> Uh, and Mustaf <laughs> just uh, only shows up in a couple of movies, but he does a good job. Yep. Triple <laughs> uh, X State of the Union. Yeah, this is the one with uh, Ice Cube. The Ice Cube one, yeah. Crash came out. Nobody cares. House of Wax, where uh, only notorious because Paris Hilton gets killed in it. Which is the only reason anybody wants to see it. Yeah. Uh, Jiminy Glick and La La Wood. Hey, remember Jiminy Glick? Look at my face. You can't see my <laughs> face, but here's my face. You and I discussed our is Martin Short funny or not? Uh, uh, <laughs> and the thing we came to was no. And then you think back, like Jiminy Glick, and you're like, no, actually, he wasn't. No, he, he was, was not. just the he was just the other guy to so many other funnier people. The least funny of the three amigos. Yes, Kingdom of Heaven, uh, a movie I really like, but there's like a caveat to that because they did like a director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven which is way better than the theatrical cut of Kingdom of Heaven which seems to be the Ridley Scott way (laughs) so (laughs) Kicking and Screaming which I definitely saw in theaters with my parents Will Ferrell as the soccer dad okay and he gets I just remember very specifically he gets him and Mike Ditka don't get along at all <laughs> okay, well, that's great. Yeah, Monster in Law, Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's the one with fines in it, or yeah, yeah, or Stella Skarsgård. Oh, okay. Yeah, Skarsgård. Stellar skateboard. <laughs> Sweet skateboard. Uh, the Longest Yard remake. Oh. Yeah. Boy, 
what was the appeal that movie? It had a bunch of wrestlers in it. Yeah, I think that was the only reason any of us particularly, because it's like Goldberg is in it, and Goldberg. Kevin Nash, and Steve Austin, uh, Brian Bosworth is in it. The great colleagues. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, boy, that was uh, that was something else. Yeah, it sure was. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Lords of Dogtown. The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D. They got sued for that movie. By Shark Boy. By, by professional wrestler Shark, Shark, Shark Boy. Boy. Uh, I'm going to... Total non-stop action professional wrestler Dean Roll, who trademarked his name Shock... Shark, do you want to say Shock Boy? I don't know yeah. why. Shark Boy in 1999 sued Miravax on June 8, 2005, claiming his trademark had been infringed and is demanding any money, profits, blah, 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 blah. The, the suit was settled in 2007 for an undisclosed or for a disclosed amount of $200,000. So, Good for you, Shark Boy. Shark Boy. Kind of like... He kind of, it's funny, it was only $200,000, but he basically retired after that because he doesn't really show up that often. Just as sort of like a special attraction. Well, At this the... point, Shark Boy was doing a Steve Austin. Yeah, movie, I was say, like he did, yeah. Where he was doing like the, uh, he had like, can, instead of cans of beer, it was like cans of uh, like fish juice. Yeah. Clam juice. Ugh, I'll take the clam juice. <laughs> he even had the vest and everything. Yeah, yeah. had the vest and, and really had the mannerisms down. Yeah. Like, Though his he nailed the walk, he did a really good job at that. Uh, Mister and Mrs. Smith, Tarzan two came out this year. Sure, okay. Your favorite? Yep. Batman Begins came out the the font a few days later. The next day, <laughs> Tarzan two, and then Batman Begins comes out the next day. The Perfect Man, Hillary Duff movie. Herbie, oh. fully loaded. Do you remember the controversy Disney stirred with Herbie, fully loaded? Uh, no. They got caught airbrushing the cleavage on Lindsay Lohan, so she had a smaller chest. Oh. <laughs> and so everyone's like, why did you, like, you're, you're going, you're like, you're body shaming for no reason. Like, it's like. It's like, you could have got a whole other different demographic showing up for that movie. <laughs> yeah. The Bewitched uh, remake? I don't oh, know what you call it. It was, That was Nicole Kim and Will Ferrell, and I don't yeah. know why I know that. Because well, because Will Ferrell movies just always kind of stick out. Yeah. Uh, Land of the Dead, which is one of George Romero's later movies, zombie movies. That's one with John Leguizamo. Yes. Um, and Dennis right. Hopper is in it for some reason. Yeah, he's a big, he's a big bad in that. Yeah, yeah that's the right movie. It's Big Daddy's the one yeah. with the monster with the yep. zombie with the gun. Yeah, I'm glad you saw Land of the Dead because that movie's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I like the Romero zombie movies. Yeah. War of the Worlds, obviously. Dark Water. The Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, this was the year of Jessica Alba. Yeah, because she did. She'd done uh, Sin City and this. Yeah, and uh, eh. that Chris Evans guy is never going to go anywhere. No, nope. no, he's, he's gonna, not. I, no one's ever going to put him in a comic book movie again, especially yeah. Marvel. <laughs> Boy, you mean the guy who put a torch is going to be Captain America? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh, actually, no, he's one of the best parts of the Marvel Universe. Yes, consistently. One of the best movies in the MCU is Winter Soldier. Yeah. And he nails it. I just saw him, uh, something with him last night. I saw him in Knives Out. Oh, I love Knives Out. And he's so good in that movie. That movie... 
when he makes his entrance, it comes with so much chaos that yeah. you're just like, all right, there's a whole new movie now. Yeah, it's it's, it's Chris Evans' side. Yeah. Uh, Bad News Bears remake. With uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. So you got a uh, Bad News Bears and the Longest Yard remake in the same year. Yikes. Uh, directed by Richard Linklater. <laughs> The Devil's Rejects in the Rob Zombie movie where everyone looks like Rob Zombie in it, which is just the way he makes movies. Sorry. <laughs> the Island. Michael Bay. Oh, okay. Uh, starring, starring Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Wait, was, was uh, Scarlett Johansson in that movie? Absolutely, Scarlett okay. Johansson is in it. And Sean Bean. Yeah, okay. I'm sure he dies in it. Yeah, probably. But, but like... Heroically. Oh, Sky High came out this year. Another Disney movie that's sort of lost to time, but it's actually kind of a neat little movie. It's like Kurt Russell's in it, right? Kurt Russell, and it's like a superhero movie, and it's yeah, kind yeah. of neat. I, I, yeah, I kind of like that movie, and it's Bruce Campbell's in it too, which is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, stealth? Did you ever see Stealth? No, I've not. <laughs> uh, stealth, written by or the original screenplay by the screenplay writer of one of my favorite movies of all time, The Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai Across the Eighth Dimension, uh, stars uh, Jessica Biel and Jamie Foxx in an AI movie about a stealth airplane where the airplane sort of becomes self-aware. It's Fly the Navigator. It's Fly the Navigator, but military. (laughs) But also with Broken Arrow mixed in. Yeah. Dukes of Hazzard remake. Starring Johnny Knoxville and Sean William Scott. Oh my God! You, so you remember I, and Jessica Simpson. Yeah, Jessica Simpson was like, a smart casting. As they do you did. remember her really awful cover? Yes. Of these boots are made for walking. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is this is the point in her career where she's just like she because she's never been a great singer, but at some point it's like, hey, just make your singing really breathy sounding. Yeah. Ugh. I didn't really like Dukes of Hazard to begin with, and the movie was somehow worse. And it's... Yeah, uh, it's it's a problematic franchise now. I don't know why. I yeah, mean, but I mean, Will, Willie Nelson was in it. <laughs> I think that was a very smart casting. He did a really good job. As is, uh, uh, I forget the character's name now. But... Uh, Uncle Jesse. Well, Uncle I mean, Jesse. it made sense because yeah. like his, when his good friends Waylon Jennings yeah. Yeah. was the, was the balladeer. Yeah. In the original TV show, so. Yeah. So. Uh, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Eh, nope. Four Brothers, a movie that my dad has seen a million times. What was that with Andre 3000 in it? Andre Benjamin. Yeah, it's got a Tyrese and Mark Wahlberg. Marky yeah. Mark. My dad will see any Marky Mark movie. <laughs> he loves you. I'm not kidding. Uh, Supercross. The 40-Year-Old Virgin came out this year. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, That's Brothers, a fun, fun movie. Brothers Grimm, which it's an interesting movie. That one's also got uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger and Matt Damon. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, it was, I thought it was I didn't think it was Matt Damon. Yep. The Cave. Undiscovered. Lilo and Stitch. Stitch has a glitch. <laughs> so. Duh. Disney, Disney, really doing some weird. Yeah, stuff yeah. Constant Gardener, which is one of those those movies that mm-hmm. it has the title, and you know it's like it it played for two weeks at a uh, small theater chain that has only two screens, and 
Sound of Thunder, Undercliff Thumbsucker, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is actually an okay little horror movie. <laughs> the Man, starring Samuel L. Jackson and Eugene Levy. And Becky Lynch. <laughs> yes. Uh, Cry Wolf. Lord of War. That movie's cool. That's the one Nick Cage in it. Nick Cage, like gun running movie. Yeah. Jared Leto. Uh, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Donald Sutherland. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got a good... Uh, Venom, but unfortunately not uh, the one that we... Corpse Bride, speaking of. So Tim Burton with two movies mm-hmm. in the year. Flight Plan, Wall Bounce, Capote. The greatest game ever played. Every like five years or so, they try to make a really important golf movie. That <laughs> it's the one that's not Bagger Vance. Yeah, uh, this is the one that stars Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by Shia LaBeouf, Bill Paxton. <laughs> huh. Yeah, <laughs> and written by Mark Frost. So. <laughs> who uh, you would know as the co-creator of Twin Peaks. What? So, A History of Violence. Uh, the Cronenberg V. Uh, Morrison okay. movie. Right. Uh, also a comic book movie. History of Violence was a graphic novel I've originally. It. I read it. Yeah. Uh, it uh, lives up to its name. It is weirdly, like, it's that kind of, like, a lot of talk right now about the video game The Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's that yeah. kind of violence where it's like, it's too real. It doesn't have that bombasticness of movie violence. Uh, and it has some questionable adult moments in it that might be considered um, assault. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Into the Blue came out. A Paul Walker, Jessica Alba movie. Boy, okay. Jessica Alba. What? <laughs> Little Manhattan. Serenity. Serenity came out this year. Uh, R.I.P. Shepherd book. <laughs> ah, Nathan Fillion. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that movie, I mean, Shepherd book died, but like, I'm yeah. a leaf on the wind. <laughs> uh, Wallace and Gromit came out in October. Uh, waiting. Domino. Do I remember Domino? Who was in Domino? Kira Knightley, that's right. Elizabeth Town, The Fog remake. Starring uh, Superman. What's that dude's name? Tom Welling. Tom Welling. Yeah. yeah. Very rare Tom Welling appearance. In... <laughs> I just saw him in Draft Day, actually. I was watching Draft Day a few days ago. He's in there. <laughs> Doom. Oh, man. Starring. Uh, Carl Urban and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. I mean, the best part of it was the part where, where he goes full per- FPS for one second. Yeah. yeah. I, I, def- I saw that movie in theaters. Of course you did. Because it was twofold. It was the a rock. movie and it had The Rock in it. So yeah. I wasn't going to miss it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I did see it because it's just that kind of silliness that's fun. And I think the DVD version like extends the <laughs> The FPS scene. Yeah. So they, they knew. They knew. Uh, let's see. Anything else? It very interesting. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang came out. That's a, hey, man. I like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. Legend yeah. of Zorro. I like those Zorro movies with Antonio Banderas as Zorro. Yeah. Those are good movies. Uh, Saw 2. 
Never seen it. The Weatherman. Nope. Nicholas Cage and Michael Caine. I definitely saw that and remember nothing about it. Why Chicken Chicken Little came out the same day as Never heard of it. <laughs> Would you like to hear what else opened up the same day as uh, Chicken Little? Yes. It's it's every movie is some is like increasingly like uh you got Jarhead. Remember Jarhead? Okay. The Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Uh where he was a Marine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Good Night and Good Luck. Which oh, I that, really like that movie. That's the George Clooney. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's directed by George Clooney, yep. featuring George Clooney, Jeff Daniels, Robert Downey Jr. That's a really, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. And, and Shop Girl came out this year, starring Steve Martin and Claire Danes. Is it? I don't think I've ever seen Shop Girl. Oh, no, I've never seen Shop Girl either. It's just a rom com from starring Steve Martin and Claire Danes. I mean, that's, that's a weird combination. Right yeah, get rich or die trying. Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent, Terrence Howard. <laughs> uh, a oh yeah, uh, a movie just called uh, the F word. Uh, huh. Yeah, I, I think it was a documentary huh. about that word. Yeah, uh, I think it holds the it it, it holds the if you I googled it once because I wanted to see what movie has the most F words in it. And it like number one, obviously, is that movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Zathura, Harry Potter, Walk the Line, B Season, whatever the hell that is, starring Richard Gere. So it's oh. definitely not interesting. The Hamsters uh, in What? Uh, just Friends, Pride and Prejudice, Rent. Yours, uh, my, yours Mine's and Ours remake. That's the one with... Dennis Quaid Quake and Renee Russo. Russo, yeah. Uh, I like the original Your Minds and Ours. I think yeah. that was a, that's a good movie. This one was not. Oh man, Aeon Flux. <laughs> not seen it, but I've heard enough about it that yeah. Charlize Theron. I uh, it's MTV, a live action adaptation of, of, of an anime, right? If, if, I think it, it technically is, but I mean, Aeon Flux was one of those MTV film like animated oh, okay. things at the time. Because remember, like. What they had like Aeon Flux, The Head, uh, uh, what was um, The Max, like mm-hmm. all those really edgy, weird cartoons at the time. Beavis and Butthead, obviously. Um, yeah, and Aeon the, Flux was one of them. Where the Max action figure actually? Yeah, the Max was on the verge of being something, but it never quite. It was a comic book too. Yeah, and most yeah. of them were like Aeon, like like. I'm su- like I'm surprised Aeon Flux like had a comeback. Mm-hmm. It's weird that of everything, Aeon Flux is the one that came back. But like the Max would have made for like a cool, gritty yeah. animated film or something because that was like that that whole thing was weird. I also remember the animation studio for Aeon Flux did like a movie called like The Conqueror, and I think it was like a weird. Alexander the Great or something like it was some crazy sci-fi version of Genghis <laughs> Khan starring uh, John yeah. Wayne. Yeah. yeah, Brokeback Mountain, Chronicles of Narnia, Syriana, King Kong, The Family Stone, Cheaper by the Dozen Two, Munich, mm. uh, The Ringer. We still haven't given up on Johnny Knoxville yet. 
Anything else? Really? The producers. The uh, movie version of the Broadway, Broadway show of the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. I, yeah, it's not as good as the original. Thing, yeah, the original... Uh, everyone involved in the original one is better at their job Absolutely. than everyone. In, like, I'm not, We're just like, power at. Yeah, I like, you know, yeah, Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick are entertaining enough, but... Yeah, it has zero more style. And, yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. has it? Match point, rounding out the year. I remember... Me and my friend went to some, for whatever reason, went to go see Match Point. It's this was... Best movie I still? Yeah, it's Woody Allen tennis movie. Huh. Like, uh, it's got Scarlett Johansson in it, and Brian Cox, and it's like a a thriller movie you wouldn't know that really there's like a murder situation going on it, it's it's ah. people didn't it, it was i think match point was like like i forget i just remember like in order to get away with it you could, it's like you know it's when the ball is on the net if it goes yeah. one way you win and if it goes the other way you're gonna right. lose and it was just sort of that concept like you know if the ball will fall wherever you're gonna get away with it or you're not kind of thing and it's a woody allen movie so it's like Oh, like not okay at best, especially in two thousand and five. Yeah, and it's hard to be excited about a Woody Allen movie uh, or Woody Allen as a person. That's sort of what why it's hard to get excited about. Yeah, a movie. Um, but that's that's the that's the last movie of two thousand and five. Match Point. I I don't know why I saw that. I remember thinking fondly of it, like not fondly, highly of it, leaving it. But then like you sit down, it's one of those things where like after the fact you think about it a little more. It's like wait a minute. I mean, it was dumb. <laughs> so. That's like me leaving the uh, the Eric Banya Hulk movie. Like, no, I liked it. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, oh, no. No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Oh. Uh, several critics and commenters have compared elements of the film to the central plot of George Stevens' film A Place in the Sun, but with characters in reverse positions. So, <laughs> okay, sure. So yeah, that uh, that's gonna wrap up this one, Nick. Uh, yeah. I was going to do the list. I'm fixing it. It's sort of I have to listen back to some stuff. We've got the list all back in the uh, thing, so I have to fill in some blank spots. So by next episode, it'll be ready. Right. Especially since uh, I have more creative energy going out now, since I'm f- feeling better emotionally and physically. So it's all a good thing. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, things will be better going forward. We'll be a little more consistent than we have been. Uh, world's not any better, but yeah, we have to make do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just just hey, just be be good to each other. That's, yeah, that's not a hard thing to do. Be most excellent to one another. Please. Yeah, um, but I think we can all kind of agree that we know that this is going to be in the bottom quarter of our list. Yeah, it's not a it's inoffensive but yeah. it was a point where we I, had a I, I think I think it'll go I think it'll go above a lot of the uh 40s package features sure but not any higher than any of that stuff yeah it's like, I can already tell you like I it's probably somewhere in dinosaur territory yeah yeah me. yeah so there's, there's so there's that uh next week oh is it meet the robinsons or bolt I Ugh. totally forget uh uh, boy, I should really just look that stuff up beforehand, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just edit this part out. No, absolutely not. That's too much work. Uh, 
Uh, vamp. Vamp, Nick. Vamp. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, next week and other Father's Day, uh, well, we're going to watch a good movie. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. He just shot us. He just shot us in the foot there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's not Meet the Robinsons or It is Meet the Robinsons. Okay. So 2007, so there's actually a gap. Uh, Disney's putting some time into Meet the Robinsons. Development Uh, cycle. Um, Came out uh, when in 2007? March of 2007. So they just just added like Uh, DLC on top of uh, Chicken Little. That's all they did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, So that'll be fun. Uh, I'm. Not entirely sure I've seen the entirety of Meet the Robinsons. I have seen zero of it, so... So, that'll be fun for both yeah. of us. It may be good. People seem to enjoy it, like, for the most part. Nobody seems, nobody seems to complain too much about that movie. They just sort of forgot about that movie. It like, sounds like it's just mediocre, which step above some of the other stuff we've seen yep. lately, so... Uh, yeah, so there we go. Uh, I just want to make sure that there's no offensive people on the soundtrack uh rufus rain wainwright is on it rob thomas is on it hey the all-american re the all-american rejects song man (laughs) uh all-american rejects and they might be giants okay that's a good soundtrack Uh, oh and they do the song a great big beautiful tomorrow okay okay I, i i'm interested i like you throw in a Disney Park attraction song into the movie. Will it appear in the movie? I don't know, but I hope it does. Uh, you're, you're we'll find out. We'll find out. But that's that's next week. That is Meet the Robinsons. Oh boy, Nick. Yes, I enjoyed our time together. Again. I did too. Feels like it's been a while since we've talked about a movie. We did the big Disneyland extravaganza season two preview last time. Uh, you think it's been a while? Yeah, uh, we're not too far away. Uh, we're, we're sort of we're genuinely out of sort of the uh, the woods of terrible movies. Yeah, uh, I don't think Meet the Robinsons is going to be terrible. I know Bolt isn't terrible. Uh, and then you hit Princess and the Frog, so it's when he, it's, Disney starts to turn their stuff back around. So it, it's been a sl- it's, it, I would not gonna lie, it's been a slog. Yeah. At some point, like yeah. mid to late '80s, he got to be like, "Oh boy, this yeah. is it. after." Yeah, and then after... you got the '90s, and everything was good again. And yeah, then, then the Renaissance period ended. And so... Yeah, and then once once Tarzan came along, everything started to sort of yeah dry. But but yeah, uh, yeah, I like Bolt, uh, so I can't wait to see that one again. It's been a long time since I've seen Bolt. It's a good movie. Um, I'll watch it with my son. He likes it. So yeah. So that'll be, yeah, can't wait. Uh, good stuff going forward. Yeah, so, it's, it's yeah. the future's brighter. Yeah, uh, as we're really barreling towards the end. This is yeah. 46. The next one's 47. And there's only 58. So, um, I mean, the last movie is on Disney Plus right now. So. Yeah, uh, and the next one doesn't come out until March of next year. So, so we uh, should, in theory, be done by the time yeah. we get to that. Yeah. And then we can just kind of pluck in, add on to the compendium as new ones come yes. out if we, if, we feel, if we feel like it. I don't know. Raya and the Last Dragon is the next one. Uh, okay. And that's number 59, and that's March of next year. Whether that whether that stays that way is yet to be seen. There's also, there's also an unannounced one coming out that fall. Uh, so 
Disney has three unannounced movies for the next three years in the fall time. Yeah. Uh, and it's unclear what any of those are. So we don't know some, how our post COVID world is going to, uh... yeah, there's, there's, there's some, there's some rumors as to what some of those, uh, Disney ones are going to be, but nothing's set in stone. So, um, there's always the rumor of a Mickey mouse movie existing at some point. Cause there isn't one never has been really it just like short films and like, you know, Fantasia, Fantasia uh, like, yeah. So, and, and Disney is starting to sort of cash in on Mickey mouse. Like he finally got a ride at the, the theme parks. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and you know, the shorts and you have the celebrating yeah. Mickey thing. So yeah, it's, yeah. So I want to be too surprised if in the next couple of years we hear something about a Mickey Mouse movie. I'd be, I'd be down to see it. Yeah. But until then, everyone, thanks for joining us once again. Bless you all. Stay safe. Yes, please be, be safe. Be nice to one another, please. Yeah. I beg you. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, you just you know, be respectful with one another. And yeah. Yeah, there's well, there's some people you don't have to be disrespectful to. But well, it's okay, obvious. yes, it's but, pretty, uh, it's pretty well. obvious. It's pretty obvious which ones you shouldn't be disrespectful to. Yeah, it's the, well, ones, like, it's the ones that are causing a lot of the problems. But you, you, yeah, you don't have to be respectful <laughs> of the people who are trying to drive a wedge between us based on our our pigment. Yes, exactly. Uh, pigment yeah. or, or standing in society. You don't like somebody based on their character or not. Yeah. There, uh, yes. but also wash your hands still. Wash your hands, please. Yeah, Wear a mask. Yeah, none of you are wearing masks, and it's making me mad. It is. Uh, it it is. Mask. It's giving me anxiety. I, to, to, to be fair, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're wearing a mask. You're a good person. I yeah. trust you. I yeah. trust you, fair listener. Yeah, and if but, you don't, well, if you're, then if, you're, if, you're not, yeah. if you're not, don't tell me and start doing it. Yeah, pretend like you pretend like you have been the whole time. Start consider, now. Consider this your stern warning. Yeah, and if not, you don't get to download the show anymore. Yeah, it's just that's how it is. <laughs> I will know. I have your IP address. My dad works for Nintendo. <laughs> true. Super Mario 4 coming up next year. You won't let me see it or play it, but... You know. I have Super Mario 65, so... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, have a magical day. Bye!